Hello, wonderful listeners. Welcome back to the Gist with Debbie. It's been a while, but your girl is back with a new one. Hope you enjoy this. Okay, so I would like a, a bit of um, introduction. So like you say your name and then um, like what kind of business are you doing and stuff like that. Okay, so I'm Joanna. And I'm the founder of Kentel, which is um, a fashion brand Mm -hmm. that is not only focused on products, but it's also focused on actually informing, educating, empowering Mm. about Ghana to those in the diaspora. So those that were born in the US, in Europe, Mm. um, just to fill in that gap between where we were born and where we're staying right now. Mm. So yes, that's mainly what we deal with so mm-hmm. we teach the language we give information about ghana history culture traditions okay. food ways of saying slangs and then we also provide dresses tops skirts and waist bits wow that's interesting, isn't it? It, interesting? Is. Yeah. it is quite simple so i'm rita Mm-hmm. And I'm the founder of uh, Safest Dishes. So it's like a small catering service I did yeah. during my gap year from college to uni. So yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> quite simple. Yeah, very simple. Okay, so um, so how did you start your businesses? Like, what inspired you to start, and how did you start it? So um, in my case, I would say that it was really random. I didn't think about it. Mm. Um, it happened that I was doing engineering I was sat in the office and I was almost done with my degree actually yeah. almost ready to get into the final year mm-hmm. and as I got the internship and I was working nine to five I just realized that that field was a no-no for me mm. so I kind of got panicked I felt this sort of energy where I was panicking I was like nah I don't see myself doing this for 40 years of my life Mm. And so in that same space of period, I mistakenly went to club with, um, went clubbing with an African print dress. Mm-hmm. And as I was there, everyone was just like, oh, this dress is so nice. Yes, queen, I love it. And girls were like, oh, where did you get it from? Where did you get it from? So I was like, you know what? This could actually be a thing. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was like, I found myself being surrounded by people that, I've got African descent, but I cannot speak their language, their native language. So I found that problem and I was like, you know, let's help those that cannot speak. So that's how we all started. It was very like random things happening. And yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So with mine, it was like during college, our teacher told us to like have an Instagram page Mm-hmm. to post wherever we cook because um, I'm in cooking class, well, cooking college. So he was like, oh, it would be good for you guys to like create an Instagram page mm-hmm. with um, whatever you do, follow like big chefs and share their posts and everything. Mm-hmm. So when I did this, um, this account, a friend of mine helped me with my logo. And I did cook for that friend and he was like, oh, your food is really nice. You should like make it a thing, like mm. actual business. I was like, okay, this is just like a one friend's opinion. So I'm not just going to count on one friend's opinion and then 
do that. So that happened like two, three, four times. Whoever I cook with, were like, oh, you're really good at cooking. Your food is nice. You should do it. Why are you not doing this? And I was like, okay, guys, you guys need to chill down. So basically, it was my friends who pushed me to do it. Because mm-hmm. like they were all like, whenever I cook for them, they're like, oh, my God, your food is nice. This is nice. This is the best I've ever had. I was like, wait, are you guys telling me because I'm your friend mm-hmm. or you're actually being honest? Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, we're being honest. I was like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Since um, I have a whole year, because uh, I took a gap year from college and uni. Mm-hmm. Since I have a whole year, there is COVID going on, everything. Let me just start a small business. Okay. So I started doing this thing not long ago. It's been like um, less than a year, mm-hmm. but it's actually going good, and I really enjoy it. Yeah. Okay, so Joanna, like yours is like you were in universities, almost done, and then decided to like interrupt everything and change. Like, how did you find the courage to make that, you know, move? Because I'm sure your parents have something to say, or people around you have something to say. So, how did you like cope with yeah. that? So, um, I feel like the first thing that I thought was actually what would my parents say, mm. but then I had to compare that. Let's say, let's compare it. I had to compare that one day or two days drama with my parents with 40 years of my life Mm. and this is one thing about African parents like they kind of tend to impose their choices on their kids because they try to live the life that they didn't live through their kids Mm. yeah so me knowing that that would have been their reaction before coming with that breaking news I came with the, the backup plan as well which was I'm not changing just to stay home and, you know, stare at nothing. I'm coming with a different plan. I'm coming to do this. This is where I feel like I would be fired up. This is my plan. This is what I want to do. So Mm. I feel like most of the times they get worried because they're thinking, okay, that's it. My my son, my daughter, whatever, she she would just become a miserable person because, you know, Mm. she hasn't got a plan. But by having a plan and actually you know demonstrating that even though it's a big risk but you know what you're doing mm. I feel like that is what made them a bit more chilled and relaxed and laid back but up until yeah. today my mom still keeps saying oh you, you're doing engineering right and I've already told her that I'm not that I'm, I'm stuck. You, you get it so it's, fine. Her. <laughs> it's fine it's fine but yeah yeah so, like, would you not advise someone that hasn't got a plan to, like, leave what they're doing and go and, you know, take up here or think about what they want to do? I feel like um, failing to plan is planning to fail. If you don't have a plan, just stick to what you're doing. If you have a plan, then you know that no matter what will come your way, you know, this is your direction. This is your end goal. So mm-hmm. you won't feel like, okay um this is doing this I have to do it this one is doing this I have to do it as well because mm. once you have a plan it's like you you see the whole you know kind of and as yeah. I said end goal so you can take so many different directions but you're still gonna end up there mm. but when you when you don't have a plan it's like you driving a car not knowing where you're going you're just driving mm. so yeah that's that's the whole thing of having a plan Okay. So how can one tell that business is something that they can do and or they should do? Like what are the things that you need to ask yourself um, to verify if 
it's it will be a good idea for you to start a business i feel like question number one should be how bad do you want this and how much are you willing to sacrifice because when it comes to business trust me you've got to sacrifice your time Mm. You've got to sacrifice your night out, your party and your chilling, even just, you know, Netflix. You need to sacrifice all of these things. And at some point, even your friends, the ones that are not the right ones for you. What do you say? It becomes your personal life, basically. Mm. Mm. Exactly. So you need to treat it as your baby. So when you have a baby as, you know, you know, young moms or single moms or, you know, new moms, they know that they don't have, they cannot go out anytime they want. They've got to sacrifice their time, their, um, their energy. They need to think twice before making a decision. So that's all part of you starting a business. How bad do you want it? Are you ready to sacrifice? And on top of that, how much patience are you going to put into it? Because some, so many people think that starting a business means next week I'm rich or next week I'm done. I don't, no, it's not <laughs> like that. But the reality yeah. is most of the times your breaking point is after five years, three years yeah. of not seeing even a cent. So it's you being patient and working hard. Yeah. That's how you know that, yes, I want to start a business Okay. What about you, Rita? Well, having think about starting a business, yeah, because like, uh, this was like for me to like be busy during my gap mm, year, like a side hustle. Kind of thing. Yeah, it's like something I wanna do, because like I, you know that I'm really good at cooking, but mm. I don't know if you know. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> I'm not here to brag. I'll come and try it. I'm yeah. And that's what I did in Italy, and I still continue when I moved to the UK. So I didn't change my course. So you know that's what I've been uh superiori, mm. which is um college and high school here. I don't know. Yeah. So um, it was like oh, it's my passion. I have a free year. And I've been to do that. So why not try it? So it was like mm. a trial thing. And I don't know if I'm just going to expand it or not. So. Okay. Let's see. Let's I don't see. know what to say about it. Yeah. Okay. So what are the different um, strategies that you need to put in place when you're starting? What are the kind of things that you need to think about? And what do you have to do to start the whole thing? Well, you don't just like stand up and start doing something. You need to calculate um, your profit how much profit you're going to get out from it. So it's like, you need to like work on it a lot. You don't just stand up and start doing that. And also you need to make sure you have ad- advertisement and also you have like um, customers, a good price list and well, be loyal to your customers. And yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have anything to add one or that's it? <laughs> You agree with what she said? Uh, um, I would say the one strategy for those that maybe don't have customers, because that's the main question that many ask themselves is where mm-hmm. am I going to get customers? Is the um, art of giving, um, which is giving for free. When you start something, you want them to try your product and mm-hmm. build that trust with them. So whatever your product or service is, always remember that in the first stage, you need to lose money. You will lose money. That's the concept of business. Initially, you, you, your your 
main goal is to at least break even, not make a profit. Mm. So initially you find 10 people, 20 people, 30, as much as you want, and you give your product for free in exchange of reviews, testimonials, you know, um, pictures, um, videos, and that is how you get your ball running. So once you start getting these feedbacks, you can now start creating your, your whole feed with authentic reviews, not reviews that you wrote yourself, you know. And <laughs> you get it. You get it. And, and also one thing is um, prize is always your own choice. You choose your price. Never feel like you need to put low price or, oh, my God, this is too high. Mm. any business chooses where they want to position themselves so if you want to charge stuff super expensive just don't focus on going to students as your audience as your target start aiming for people that have that money because this world is full of people there's broke people there's rich people so it's where your mind is that's how you can actually attract your ideal customer so price should always never be your problem depending on where you want to position yourself. Okay. okay. That's good. Um, so I think you highlighted some of the challenges that you can face. What are some of the other challenges that you can face when you're starting? Um, and how do you overcome these challenges? Uh, starting a business with Ghanaians is actually very, very hard. Why? Right. Like, um, trust me, you know uh, what I'm doing? I'm cooking. So mm. on my menu, I wrote down um, pre-orders 12 hours before or even a day before to give me time because it's not like my full-time job Mm. but all of a sudden you get like someone messaging you at four o'clock in the afternoon can I get food please I sit like (laughs) you have (laughs) already made in your freezer you just like take your warming out for them (laughs) but then you keep telling them oh it's pre-order this is like one thing about Ghanaians they don't listen I don't want to offend anybody, but they don't listen and they don't follow rules. You tell them something, they'll they'll be like, oh, yeah, right, I've got it, I've got you or something like that. And then all of a sudden, they do something else. So what I really faced in this uh, business that I did was like people not following what I tell them to. Because, you know, cooking, I go to work and then I come back rushing to get things done for you. It's not really like... It's not good for me. It's like sometimes I do get back from work. I don't even get something to eat. And straightforward, I don't even like get five minutes for myself to sit down. As soon as I get in, I just start cooking just because someone is not following what I tell them to do. Give me like um, 12 hours time for me to know what you have, yeah, what you want, for me to know if I have everything ready. Because mm. it might be that I'm out of something. I don't know. And all of a sudden, you just like come and tell me I want food. But then they don't also then understand when you tell them, oh, I'm sorry, I can't get this done for you. Mm. Can I get it done for you tomorrow? And there's like, that's where the argument starts from. So in my situation, you need to like be calm and explain it to them. I don't know about you, Joanna, but it got to a point that I had to say I had to refuse all this because it wasn't like um, it wasn't favoring me. Mm. I was at work one day and someone messaged me, can I get a, like a meal ASAP? And I was like, 
Excuse me. Are you Uber Eats or something? <laughs> I'm all back right now. I'm all back right now. And also, it's a pre-order. She was like, and the person was like, oh, I'm hungry. And like, you're doing a food business. So can I get my food? So it got to a point that I really had to explain to the person. But the person was not able to understand what I meant. Mm-hmm. So that was like, it's also hard for you to keep your customers in, in this kind of situation because like I had to refuse him and since that day I haven't got that person messaging me for food anymore so you do get like uh, I know you do get a situation where you can lose customers or if um they are like loyal customers they'll just stay so I think that's like my fear in business Mm, yeah it's understandable yeah okay um so did you guys get anyone saying oh, you're not going to be successful or like kind of trying to change your mind when you decided to to do this um to start your businesses did you get people making a negative comment and how did you deal with that um I did in the beginning when I was just at the start where I was just trying to get a few followers and we all know that the initial followers are mostly your friends and family I did get these negative comments from you know my closest friends like oh John let it be because you know how Ghanaians are the same as Rita was saying Mm. but um one thing I kind of did is that because I knew and I had a plan as I said I knew all of these things would come through. It's like me anticipating it. And if you kind of um, surround yourself with people that have always done business and also grown successful businesses, one of the main things they always say is your friends and family are going to be the first haters. Mark it, like just note it down. You're never going to have a stranger hating on you because they don't know you. They don't have any reason to hate on you. The main people that are going to hate on you are the closest to you because um, you started in the same place, but why is it that you're doing something more, something that is, you know, more than what... them behind, so it's kind of like jealousy or something. Exactly. So for anyone who will be watching this video or listening... If you have the intention of starting a business, just note it down that your supporters are not going to be your friends or family. They're going to be strangers. Mm-hmm. If you know that you can impact one stranger, then that means you can impact 10,000 strangers and 100,000 strangers. You just have to work hard to get to these strangers. Never rely on having your friends or your family supporting you. So the way I dealt with it was simply knowing that this was the reality. I thought, I knew it would have happened, but I was waiting for it to actually manifest. And when it manifested, I was calm because mm. I had already anticipated it. I've gone through so many YouTube videos, you know, listening to um, business mentors, books, and all of these things that my mind was already set for them. Mm. I didn't really take it personal because I knew that. And most of the times as well, one thing that, um we don't consider is the fact that our friends or our family are not our ideal customers so for example Rita you know how to cook and you're doing great job your ideal customer is probably someone that doesn't know how to cook so what if all of your friends know how to cook 
what if all of your friends live with their families, live with their moms? You might take mm-hmm. it personal because, oh, they didn't support you. But literally looking at it, at it from a business point of view, they are not your ideal customers. So that's one thing that I did as well was at the end of the day, most of my friends, um, they're not into the whole let's connect with Africa. And I don't blame them for that. That's their own choice. So who I need to be targeting is those that are into what I'm trying to, who I'm trying to serve. So yes. Okay, so Rita, um, how do you attract customers and, and make them aware of what you're doing? Um, what are the different platforms that you use that help you in that? So I attract them to social media, uh, Snapchat, Instagram, WhatsApp, and also I have this like business card that I hand it over to people. Even at work, I see you, I just have a conversation with you. And then I'll be like, oh, I have this business that I'm doing. This is my card. Just like mm-hmm. have a look at what I'm doing. If you're interested in something, just give me a call, message me. Or if you want to ask me anything, you can just like send me a DM and I'll just get back to you on anything. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Joan, I think you have a website um, where you have all the your clothing and stuff um what's yeah. the name of the website so people can tell k-e-n-t-e-l-l so if you're gonna you know kente <laughs> yeah kente oh. is our fabric mm. and i added the e double l so it's like you can tell it's kente so can tell okay so do you use any other social media platforms as well i am mainly on instagram Okay. And one thing that I realize is that you cannot be everywhere and be successful on every platform. You're going to yeah. be too burnt out. So my strategy was to focus on one and grow that one, get to a point where that one platform is actually you know, working for me. And then once I get to a point where, yes, this platform is you know, solid, I can add different ones. Because otherwise you're going to be everywhere. You're going to feel overwhelmed. And that's not something that you know as uni students we need mm-hmm. to still kind of manage work-life balance so yes yeah yeah that was my next question how do you guys um deal with uni studies other jobs that you might have and this business that you're doing oh the only thing I have is work mm-hmm. this is my year up so okay. I don't have any studies to do I just mm-hmm. like just catch up with some b- few bits from college but it's not that I have assignments or stuff. And, you know, so I'm able to balance my work and business because I'm not really an outgoing person. Mm. I don't know if you know. <laughs> I don't feel like that much. So it's either I'm at work or I'm home or college. Yeah. That's it. So yeah. it's really easy for me to balance it. If I get someone that pray all this. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Joanna? Um... In my case, I do like a lot of things and me, I like to go out. I like to travel. I like to feel mm. like I can, you know. So one thing I've learned is to schedule everything, like manage time because time is, we all get 24 hours a day, mm. but it's up to you on how you want to manage it. So for me, it's mainly to um, schedule everything that I need to do. I schedule everything on a software called Asana. Mm-hmm. and as I'm doing it I'm taking it out taking it out and what else do I do oh yeah I delegate you, if you're one person you cannot do everything 
because there's this thing that oh my god it's my business i have to do everything no mm. there's someone that knows that task how to do that task better than you even if he's doing it you know so i've learned that when i cannot do everything and i feel overwhelmed i need to learn like i learned how to delegate so having a friend helping me out with that and paying them or simply having my brother you know can you do this favor like taking stuff out of your own shoulders mm. so that you don't feel like kind of slave to your own business yeah yeah okay i think i've got like two last questions and um so do you guys um feel pressured to maintain a certain standard with your business as, as like you know years are going on and do you feel like in the future you might you know, you have you. I'm sure you're gonna have more people coming in. So, do you think that uh, the more people that come in, the more pressure it comes with, or you're gonna be calm regardless of what's gonna happen? At the beginning, I was kind of like I felt pressured, but let's say the first two weeks, I did feel a bit pressured because like it's something new. I've not done anything like that before, so it was like a neat thing to me. I had to like get used to it. So slowly, while I was getting used to it, I kind of like feel calm about it because I got used to it and it was something that it was really easy it became easy for me to do so mm-hmm. yeah thinking about getting more customers in the in the future really got me thinking about expanding it into a restaurant or just mm-hmm. leaving it like that or like just like doing a catering service doing weddings or birthdays or something like that so that really got me thinking about about the future if to like get a restaurant or just do a catering service mm. okay so can you go with your question again do you mean from like a business perspective or as a person both ways you can answer both ways um okay so um in terms of having more people coming in yes sometimes you don't realize how many people you know you because you see Instagram, you just see, okay, followers. It's just numbers in your head, but these are actually people. Mm. And you don't realize. So me, I choose not to think about it because if I think about, oh my God, all these people, I just feel anxious. That's the way I am. So I just, yes, a hundred percent. So I just ignored that bit of numbers. I always try to look at it as if I'm talking to one person. Anytime I do something, anytime I write a caption, anytime I'm posting something in my head, it's one person. It's not all these people. Mm. Otherwise, I feel overwhelmed. And from a business point of view, yes, it gets to a point where you need help. It gets to a point where you need help, 100%. And the beauty of the business is as it grows, it kind of attracts people by itself, like word of mouth is one of the ways to get more customers and also obviously marketing your feed all of that attract so yeah it gets to a point where you need help to to manage all of these things because as i said you cannot do it all by yourself right okay this is my last question um so let's say someone wants to start but they don't know where to go about um where can they get knowledge so they can start to build something. I got my light, my knowledge from uh, social media, my tutor, and yeah, a few friends. 
So my tutor really taught us like to be confident to share our stuff on um, on Instagram or even social media, any kind of platform. And also he taught us about how to like manage our time. So time plan, how to set up a schedule. And friends really gave me the confidence about um, helping me out with like my logo, mm. my business, um, my business card. And like few bits that you don't think is really important, but I didn't know about like getting a business card mm. or even a logo. I didn't know that 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 too was really important for a business. But then uh, friends helped me out with that. And also I got like few, I don't know, it was like um, an advert on Instagram talking about how you, if you want to start a business, I don't really remember the name. I was like few videos of it for like a week or two know what it's about what you have to sacrifice and everything so for me I'll say my tutor my friends and like a few videos on Instagram okay okay um in my case I'll give I feel like when you when you're starting a business definitely go on YouTube guys you can learn any single thing you want on YouTube Mm -hmm. my advice is not to jump from one person to another and subscribe to all channels stick to one person (laughs) stick to that one person that um, kind of makes it easy for you to understand stuff because there's some people you can watch the video yeah for 30 minutes At the end of the video, you feel like, okay, I've wasted my time. I didn't get what she said. So stick yeah. to one um, person that kind of makes it easy for you to digest the information. Mm. And also one thing that I would say is investing in your own self, like spend money to learn. So the same way we spend money for like makeup, hair, clothes, spend money to, to, to for knowledge in your own self so obviously no. we, we all go in uni and stuff like that but when it comes to your business there's platforms like Skillshare there's platforms like LinkedIn learning and also if you go on, on YouTube there's a channel called Founder F-O-U-N-D-R they give so much knowledge about you know entrepreneurship business online business go for these people and i said don't follow everyone because you will end up feeling overwhelmed no. some will waste your time some will give you information that you don't really need to and once you feel like you're confident with all these free tools you can now start you know getting like courses like maybe a one-week course or just an online course where you pay even if it's 100 pounds someone like for what is so important because in these courses, trust me, in these courses, they say things that you will never see on a video on YouTube. They will never say it. They will go around it, but they will never say it unless you pay for that book or that, you know. So, yes. Yeah. Okay, guys. Thank you. That's the end. Thank you guys for joining. It has been interesting. I'm sure someone will learn something from it. Um, so, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you.